This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Wow, wow, wow. Take me to the wow, 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 West. <laughs> Who was in that? It was William Smith. And Kevin. Costner. No, Kyle. No, no Kevin. Kyle! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Fogglies, to another, to another episode of Spooky we are here to talk about episode three of season four of Dragula, which is Weird, Weird Wild, Wild West. West. And we have a special guest with us from season two of Dragula. The it's bird queen herself. Abora. Abora. We have a wonderful time talking about this episode and what we saw. Um, and if, if, if Mary Cherry could just talk longer on the show, that'd be great. <laughs> You know what? Let's get Mary on the show. Let's figure out a get, way. Let's get figure out a way. Do you to bring, think they'll let her bring the chat to the pod? That's what I'm talking about. Let's get Mary Cherry. All okay. Right, enjoy the show. Forever. Dog. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Hello, Fuglies. We are the Goulash Ghouls. And welcome to Spooky Seconds. One Spooky Second. Two Spooky Seconds. Hey, listen, all I got to say is I'm really enjoying doing these recaps. This is a wonderful time. A fun thing that we're doing here on Spooky Seconds every Friday. So, if uh, you are listening and you watch Dragula with your friends, let them know we're doing recaps over here on the Sloppy Seconds feed. That's all. I was just plugging our show, people. Oh, on our show. Great. All right. <laughs> this week, our special guest for the Weird Wild... For the Weird... For, for the Weird Wild, wild West, West episode, we have from season two of Dragula and the winner of Alaska's first Drag Queen Pageant of the Year pageant competition, it is Abora! Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? You're up and moving. She, I got to um, tell you, I've never had a guest, a guest pace like this. A gaze. <laughs> well, you That's know, what we call uh, a guest pace is a gaze. Uh, you know, it helps me gather my thoughts. Uh, for the record, I just want to state that I think that uh, even though I'm no, under no contractual obligation to say so, I think that your impersonations of the boules are tasteless and horrible. Oh, but well, I personally, you're right. Think they're wonderful. Do you <laughs> do you have an impression? I feel like don't, they have such. Don't dis- make them do that. I feel like they have oh. such a distinct voice that everyone has an impression of them. Well, my impression tends to go to their candor as opposed to like doing the Kermit thing, which I Got think it. is obvious. Uh, but my thing is, I'll just like do like an a normal phrase, like "Oh God, where are the where are the fucking keys? Have you seen the keys?" Like, I don't, <laughs> it is the weird thing is this like. When she, when you're on the show or when you're watching it, you feel like you never like the queens probably never get to see them in person. But like being a part of the show, I've seen them out of drag more than I've seen them in drag, and that's what they talk like. Like they, it's literally just like we have to do this, 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 this. They're always just planning and looking for something. Or like they, they like the. It was so jarring to be aware of their presence and then get to work with them and then find out that. They have a sense of humor, that they are funny, that they like interact right. with each other in right. ways that aren't just knives and nails and all these things. You know? And actually, I feel like this episode, for the first time, we got to see a little bit more of that when they were hanging when they out. they were talking, yeah. And it felt like they were kind of turning it on for Trixie. Like, it I, felt like they were trying to be a little goofy because they were like, oh, we have a really funny and smart, talented guest here. Also, that panel, we'll get to it. We'll get to the panel yeah, yeah, of judges, okay. but they were all friends, which I think was really helpful. They already yes. had a built-in rapport, more so than Vanessa Hudgens. But 
Episode two is the Weird Wild West. Woo, so woo, woo. last week, just to recall, we did the Vampire Beach Party, uh, and the um, queens performed, or the monsters performed in pairs, and Saint won that challenge, and Betty and Astrid were up for elimination with the, or ex- Jesus Christ, I get all the words wrong, up for extermination with the leeches, and Astrid went home. Also, I have some notes from audience members about last week's episode and things that we said that are wrong. Oh, tell One, me. when I said that the pictures aren't on the walls, they're on the side walls, not the back walls. Yeah, so they duh. do show up a little bit, but I didn't see that. Two, uh, Sigourney said her breath stank because they just ate garlic. Oh, uh, remember when Sigourney was like, you need a mint, girl. You we need a like, mint. That's rude. They had just eaten garlic. They had and just eaten blood. garlic. Um. I can't remember the third one. Oh, well. Oh, well. This week, the episode starts with a Wild west theme skit, a duel, and an accidental or on purpose killing of Israel. <laughs> I thought this is the best that they've looked. I loved it. It was also maybe the first time they weren't wearing identical costumes. Yeah, they're starting to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, their hair is getting a little different. They're, I thought it was a cute skit. A little long. They got out of the stagecoach. They did. I liked that duel when they walked backwards or they walked back to back. I also like that they're not wearing the same size shoes anymore. One is a little taller than the other shoe. Yeah. They're they're finally counterbalancing it. So no more of that. None of that little boulet stuff. I have a question about the boulet um, uh, mythology or like, like, are they cannibals? Are they zombies? Are they vampires? Are they all of the above? Because they're like, we want to go eat something. Are they human and they're eating other humans? Are they undead? Like, what What are they? They're brothers. <laughs> they're brothers. <laughs> they're brothers. Brothers. I don't know. I think it's kind of like, that's the thing. Is like it's They're the just catch-all. monsters. They just eat people. They eat things. They're all of it combined. Yeah, it's all canon, and it's all not canon. It's like, it's whatever it needs to be. I think they're episodic. Oh, so this one, they're va- they're vampires. Or last week, they were vampires. This time, this they're, one they're either cannibals, cannibals or zombies. So we're back in the boudoir, baby, where the pictures are on the side walls. And <laughs> yeah, Mary... Right. Very important. Very and important. Mary is just being a natural star. She's just living her best life. <laughs> There's been some talk about maybe Mary talking a little too much. Thoughts? But I've also heard I've also heard that everyone else was too quiet. Well, Mary even tells us that Which and I could... that makes it in the edit. <laughs> yeah, that made its way in. And I can feel that way too. I will say I feel like this episode was the first time that I saw that Saint had a personality. This is the first time I saw any of their real personality and they weren't all just like quiet and being like reserved on camera. I think the type of contestants that go for Dragula are more intrinsic, um, introverted people. So you get, um, when you get a campy queen who's like boisterous and loud, um, it really like takes up a lot more space because I guess nobody else is filling that vacuum. Well, it's like, it's sort of like, um, I think certain people do like club drag or like more not so stylized drag because they want to be a performer and they want to be um, the center of attention. And they're like, oh, if I put on a wig and makeup, I can get that attention. But I think there's a lot more people who skew artist and skew cerebral and skew like this is a personal expression that i can't do in my own human skin and that doesn't necessarily relate to like loud personality like Mm -hmm. meatball if you were in the room do you think you would dominate mary cherry like you think you would talk more than her absolutely not i can't talk more than her when i'm in a room with her now (laughs) a boris seems to disagree Oh, well, I here's just, what I uh, will say is that edit of them getting ready where they edited Mary Cherry to be telling the world's longest story <laughs> with like the fade cut <laughs> and doing stuff. But I was like, I will say the room was dead ass quiet. And she so even for, said it. <laughs> she said, it's quiet in here. Can I tell a story? Well, I would have. It felt like what I would expect would be like a one and a half minute story and we would all laugh and it would let someone else tell us another story. But it felt like she said, I'm going to go on a 20 minute rant where she started correcting herself. She was like, I was drinking. No, actually. 
actually, no, I wasn't drinking. So then I got on the subway, and then I was eating a bagel. Like, it just didn't seem to go anywhere. <laughs> they Girl. did her so dirty. They did her. Well, I, I can't tell in this episode if they like her or if they if the production doesn't like her. Because they keep giving her, like, this terrible edit, but then also give her the funniest edit in the, in the challenge. But I think, I think it's the kind of thing where if Mary takes it well the way they've been editing her, then she will solidify herself as like, maybe she won't come back to compete in the future, but she'll host the red carpets or she'll do whatever. And she'll be an asset to the like overall brand because oh. she's playing along with them. You know what I mean? I it all depends that. on how she takes it. Cause if she takes it personally, which she shouldn't, because as they said in last episode, Mary Cherry's charm is what they're sort of exemplifying here with through mm-hmm. this edit. Like I think I think people are falling in love with her because they're laughing with her and at her. I don't know. It's kind of a tricky spot to be in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh statistically comedy doesn't do well in Dracula. So she's got she's got an uphill struggle. Um, are you talking about Meeple? I'm talking about um <laughs> I'm talking about meatball. Um, <laughs> uh, well, okay. Um, so, so we're so, still in the boudoir. Dolly feels like she pressured pressured Astrid to audition, and she says that she was like she was pushing her from season two. Do you feel like that's true? Do you know anything um, about their relationship? I know them very intimately, and Astrid has um, always second guessed herself. Um, and Dolly has always been like so supportive and, um, I find this to be a true statement. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, through Astrid's struggle to get on what with, uh, her competing at the boulet ball or the, um, what was it? The, um, she, 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 she had won their live. Yeah. She had won their live pageant. Um, so she thought she was in, she thought she was secure. Um, but then she has this like duality of being insecure and second guesses herself and doesn't know what they want and cares too much what they want. But I also think that's all that all also stems from like, she's still really young Mm -hmm. and she doesn't have the confidence because she hasn't been doing it for like five or six years to give the full, like, fuck everyone's opinion also didn't she go to art school in art school everything you do is like for the approval of the teacher and then so you get in that mind frame until you get out for a while um i never followed the instructions and my teachers all loved my work i couldn't believe that statement all right so they get the video message up on the main uh main stage no that's a different show (laughs) giddy up girlies uh, for this week's challenge, they must conceptualize and create an original look inspired by the Weird Wild West comic book series, which have either of you heard of that before? Never. That. No, actually. Um, okay, well, it exists. And their looks need to combine <laughs> horror, sci-fi, and Western ideas. And the little one makes it very clear that they want panache on the runway for the floor show. Or panache. How no, they you? wanted silky. They said they said we want silky nutmeg ganache on this runway. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Abby went dark. <laughs> oh, my battery's low. Oh, a poor. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're just getting started. Okay, well, let's we're take do- a break, and when we come back, we're gonna we'll get into this floor show prep. Get you a charger. better is easy with factors delicious ready to eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like 
oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. And we're back. There is no fright feet this week. Oh, yeah. I did notice that this episode was kind of short. Yeah. Did no, it feel it short? No, this episode was long and it felt long. I think they just didn't do the Fright Feet because everyone did the extermination challenge. And that sort yeah. of took up the time for that. Plus, I think there was a lot of good judging with Trixie and uh, Orville. So they wanted mm-hmm. to include all that. Um, but let's talk about some of the prep uh, for the looks. Um, Zavaleta talks about being really excited to share this inspiration from a Mexican perspective and um, like be dressed as a revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting that they were uh, showing that, that side of her and it was nice to see her break down in a way that wasn't like an attack at anybody, but like an emotional personal moment. They really humanized her for me. Yeah, and it really set her story up for longevity on the show. Because, yes. honey, week one, you're a bitch. Week two, you get a mini redemption, but you're still kind of a bitch. And week three, they let you see all of the the um, like trauma that you've endured to make you be that bitch. And now you're and endearing. And then you still are a bitch, but then it's good. <laughs> Girl. She was still a bitch. And now we're it. rooting for your bitchiness. <laughs> we were rooting for you. Um. <laughs> Dolly and Jade both grew up with horses, so they have a sense of, like, Western stuff. And Mary Cherry said, let me produce myself. I'm going to go sit over here and have Zavaleta <laughs> come chit-chat with me. Mary Cherry said, no, no, bring the cameras over here. I want a two-shot. Abor, did you ever have that experience on your season when you were filming and you could tell you were like, we need better lights. I need to get this story going with bitch. We need to get our little redemption. Like, And you sort of made yourself more available to the camera. Do you remember any moments like that? Um, no, the exact opposite. They were, um, coaching me. They were coaching me to like resolve my issues with her, but I had not yet like gotten past it. Um, and you know, uh, every week they were like, please resolve this so that we, we can, can kick send one, one of you home. off, please. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just, you know, I didn't feel like it was natural or real. So I, I knew it would come across as phony. Um, so I didn't. I didn't resolve it until it felt right. I just don't understand Mary's... I get that she's upset that she continues to be safe. I think what... And Jade is having the same experience. I think they just want notes. They just want to know how to not be safe. But honestly, complaining about being safe, don't. It's not a cute look. 
Well, and it did oh. not it did not serve them later, no. which we'll find out about because um well we'll get to it. Um okay, and then how do you feel about Coco being like, eh, I don't really like sci-fi. That's not my gig. This is the second second episode where she's been like, I don't really do this. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to even if you feel that way, you can't say that. It doesn't yeah make us root for you yeah there's other positive ways that could just be like yeah when i got this i really had to research it because i didn't want to fuck up not i don't like this so i'm not really sure what i'm doing and then the the producers are like all right we need a button on this scene so can you all ride each other and (laughs) skip around in a circle when those fucking idiots did that i'm sorry if one of those producers had asked me, Michael turned to me and he was like, you would be the one sitting in the back of the room being like, I'm not doing this on camera. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> come on. I think they did that come naturally. because I think they have. Come on. I think they did that naturally because they have like this, you know, camaraderie every season. Like everyone's super playful. And you I think-, think they naturally did three circles around that table going giddy up and yeehaw. I think yeah. naturally Sigourney jumped on Dolly and then yes. Zava decided to jump on Mary. Can I just say <laughs> how fucked up like um, toxic uh, heteronormative culture is? Because when Sigourney jumped on Dolly, I was like, what a cute couple. That's literally what I thought. I was like, look at those two sexy people. Yeah. Oh, sexy, I, literally, crazy. Like, I said, I wish that was me. I want to jump on Dolly. <laughs> Dolly, if you listen in, I want you to hit me. What y'all think of Mary Cherry's blonde wig and her Mae West impression? Yeah, let's talk about that. I was very Why worried don't you for Come her. see me up there, fellas, guys. It's not even a Mae West impression. It's an impression of Alaska doing Mae West yeah. on Drag Race. <laughs> what is your, Abora, what is your um, experience and understanding of Mae West? Um, it is solely and primarily Alaska's impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, 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 I did, um, I did have a little bit of a, um, my, my roommate actually like kind of introduced me to her and she was actually really tough. She was really like, um, she was like an older actress in a time where, um, after 30 you just didn't work so mm. she was working at 40 and still maintaining her sexual identity which was you know bombastic and new and it's great and everyone loved that um so she's not corn and i will say that the the inspiration for mary cherry's look like it was a really pretty look it was the clean. one eye the green skin i said the look not the i guess sorry the outfit the construction of the garment was really nice and the i liked the glass beating yeah it was very nice it was very finished so do you think you know how to blow out candles with the flourish of your hand um i do this thing where i'll 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 misdirect the light and i'll like wave my hand and then just under the table just like fan it with my other hand Oh, so you've been doing stunts and shenanigans from day one. Oh, yeah. Every birthday party, that's how I do it. I'm just like, ooh, 30. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Wait, so I'm really curious where, because do shows really, I guess shows still do this. They still do the commercial break, because we've talked about this, but... Yes, because eventually this will probably air on television. It's like in a couple years or something, and so they'll need. Oh, maybe on logo. <laughs> and, and go the drag race trajectory. Well, we they do they they cut they, they like build in commercial breaks. Yeah, so they're they already like fade commercial out, breaks. and then the next day they fade back in, and they're just like come. They leave the boudoir, well, and then they come back into the boudoir. I think the upward trajectory of this show is like upward it's on trajectory. Yeah, because it was on Amazon, and now it's on Shutter, which is horror specific. But ho- Amazon or Shutter is owned by AMC. Oh, so, so like, maybe the they'll air episodes for me is on like, AMC. They'll start airing them on AMC, and then the next season or season six will be an AMC original. Which I didn't even realize totally connects to the idea that 
so so often the challenges are like references to like classic horror films. So there is like such a bigger tie-in there to yeah. AMC and the Shutter. That's smart. Good That's for really them. smart. It's gonna it, it will it will be on a actual cable channel with real commercial breaks one day. You heard it here first. And then maybe someone will be like, hey, what's on the skits and scats? Or like, maybe they'll get an acting coach. So then. Attention! Attention! <laughs> the floor show, floor show is, is about starting. to begin! Oh, so no. we're going to oh, get wait, this every fucking episode. <laughs> we're going to get this every episode. Can you yeah, tell us it... about this drama moment? Oh my God. It is so overproduced. I think the first time that they did it. I think the first time that they did it, um, it was our Wild West challenge. And they said, all right, everybody, act like you're panicked and that you are not, you don't have enough time. And then just like all you get is this like phony soundbite of everyone like not really knowing how to like it, it never reads like real. And then no. like, a second later, everyone has a full face of makeup and has a perfect mm-hmm. look like... I did appreciate Betty sort of scurried across the screen scared. <laughs> and then Dolly was just laughing, which I loved. But yeah. Abor, let, w- before we take our break, let me ask you. We have theorized that the boudoir set is in a totally different building. And that they film that there. And then when they're like almost ready, they transport them to the globe. And then they can get in their full look and take the stage. Do you think the boudoir set is actually in the Globe Theater somewhere? Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but oh, okay. I do believe it is in the Globe. Oh. Well, yes. then why wouldn't they go back to the boudoir to have their after show comp- like conversations? Like, after um, the floor show, go back to the boudoir. Like, take us to a place that we know, not, like, the side stage. Yeah, that does seem a little disjointed. Because that means the whole time that they're sitting on the side stage chit chat and they're setting up the the buffalo next to them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Um, the floor show starts. No, we gotta they, take a break. We're gonna take a break. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Perfect. I have to do another podcast. Are you alive today? I just feel like it's not. It's my first day where I'm like I don't have eight people staying in my house. Okay, we are back. We're back from our Blake. From the the Blake. And the floor show. Okay, so let's talk about these looks. They model their looks in front of a ring of fire. What was the look? It wasn't Western, was it? No, it was like a dance costume, like a futuristic. Oh yeah, it was a leotard with like like an alien spaceship leotard with like shoulder things. To me, it looked like a Hot Wheels ramp that had just been embellished. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, this was um, not my... Last week's look was such a cunt turn. And also, why wouldn't they just wear those Western looks from the other thing? Because those were so good. I mean, I thought they looked great. But I think they're doing the, you know, redacted name RuPaul here, where um, they're going to wear something that is slightly inspired, loosely inspired, but they'll never be like on the prompt when they're mm. doing the floor show. Like, yeah, cause, cause I think they don't it want had, it, like, it's not up to them to get judged. I think it had like alien, like a little bit of sci-fi inspiration. Oh, to it. Yeah. 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 Maybe they only stand to lose if they follow the prompt. Like right. if they do a Western inspired look and they don't totally like blow everyone away, then who are they to judge? I did like that. Their hair. I at first thought, Oh, they're wearing different hair. No, it's, it was like the front of one wig was one and the back of the other one. And those yeah, it was were like Marco's oh. wig. Front and back. So he cut That's them stunning. in half and then sewed them together. Now, I did read a tweet that I thought was quite funny. And it said, okay. I love that they have the little boulet wear higher heels and stand closer to the camera than the big boulet. <laughs> closer to the camera? Closer to the camera. She's moved forward during <gasps> those little modeling things. That's amazing. They're doing smart things. They got someone learned some trick camera trickery. Now our guest judges are Trixie Mattel and my good friend Orville Peck. And former guest of the pod. Both former guests of the pod. Yes. I think couldn't have found better guest judges. Oh yeah. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. What do you think of yeah. these people, Abora? 
Um, finally, a guest judge that knows something about drag on this season. Um, Truth. Uh, it, it, Wait, you didn't think Darren Stein knew anything about drag? I but he mean, was all painted up. His angina was perfect. Oh! Go off. <laughs> <laughs> Go off. Um, I mean, it was an angina that. fantasy. It was she a was little casting moon. an illusion. That's for damn sure. Um, I love Darren Stein so much. Um, but you have somebody who has been doing drag for a long time, and now you have, and you also have somebody who is like submersed in drag culture. So it's mm-hmm. not just Vanessa Hudgens just snapping. Also, and- Orville is a fan of the show, so he oh, knows totally. what's happening. He's watched every episode of Dragula. Um, so it's also like he's informed about kind of what they're looking for. Right. Um, and then the flow, the floor show begins, and it is. Miss Robo Dolly Parton. Well, let me just say this Miss about Bitter the Betty. floor show. Remember last week at the Nosferatu beach party, we beach were party. talking about how confusing it was. We couldn't quite tell what was happening. I felt so relieved to come back to this editing of the floor show where they were like, here's the person. This is their name. This is their look. Moving on. I yes. was like, ah, I can see what they're bringing to the table. Right. And I liked the the silhouette of each person before yes. we got to see them. It was like kind of, it was a gift. It was nice that it made sense. So then Robo Dolly Parton, Miss Betty comes out. I agree with the the statement that she should have maybe put an application on her eye. Yeah, true. But I also that. know that like there's a huge window for an application to be terrible and a very small window for it to be good. So if you have, if you haven't done it before or practiced it, it's probably better just to paint it. Right. Right. I'm, I am in love with this look so much. It, mm-hmm. You can tell that she is just excited to give it to us. It's all of her favorite things. She's showed me, um, the greatest little whorehouse in Texas. Um, she forced me basically uh, because she loves it so much. So it was a really good look. I really enjoyed it. And we have Coco as our, Oh, well, I was just going to say to me, the concept is so wild. Like this is a memorable concept Mm because Dolly is one thing and Robocop is the other, but Robo Dolly, you're like, what the fuck? And the way (laughs) the judges even said you were kind of malfunctioning between entertaining and murdering people. That was a funny detail that clearly came through with her panache filled performance. Yeah. Yeah. Very it was very Westworld. Westworld. It yes. was Westworld. Then we had Coco. She was the pig hooker. And my favorite part was the smoke coming out of the mask. Mm. Now, mm. did she take a drag of something? Or she was she just smoking? Have. She had to have taken a drag of something she, and released it. It must have been a vape or something. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder if she could do like, what's that music? What's that um, musical instrument called where you blow into the tube? I mean, most musical instruments are like that. A no, flute? the plastic tube. It's like a synthesizer. <laughs> oh, a synthesizer? With the, like with the like the piano keys on the side. Oh, yeah. It's not like a theremin. It's like a whatever. Imagine if she had like rigged up a vape that was like a straw underneath the mask. Mm. And so, and like just... the vape pack was like on her back, and she could just suck on the straw without. <laughs> inhaling a thing that could be a cool little trick huh? that could be really cool yeah continuous but i i didn't really love uh the look itself and i think it was like they said it it wasn't dirty and it wasn't torn up it just kind of looked like a hoop skirt and a corset and her big old titties again the pig feet were cool I what what is happening here is the same thing that happened during the ghost town challenge in my season where most people just defaulted to the madam archetype. Yes. Mm. So. But not it, Zavaleta. They came out oh looking no. like a mutant revolutionary. The hat, the feathers. Yes, the hat. The, the teeth. The machismo. <laughs> the grabbing the crotch and like moving. I was horny. It was Not hot. as horny as I was for Dali. <laughs> it was hot. Yeah, you're, you're a clown fucker. You like, <laughs> you like that clown. For Dali. <laughs> Yeah, yeah for anyone who hide. has a, any clown that has a mustache, this will bitch will ride. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, what did you think of this look, Abora? Zavaleta. Oh yeah. my god, you can tell that like there was so much 
there was so much passion just pouring out of her because like this meant something to her. This mm-hmm. was important historically. And I, I loved and appreciated absolutely every minute of it. The silhouette was perfect. The gaucho, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was perfect. Sigourney. Let's talk about Sigourney's look. Sigourney. Sigourney. <laughs> or as Eva Destruction said, Sigourney. 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 <laughs> so, ah. okay, this was sort of like alien saloon girl and a but stripper. It started with a Dallas Cowboys gown. Uh huh. I will say that it was gorgeous, and it, I guess, fit the prompt. It was just like it stood out so much because it was so different from everybody else's. It was clean. It was she was an alien hooker, madam. Show performer, show girl. It was an incredible look. I loved the look. I loved both of them. It just didn't drive a narrative home for me. Um, but it, it was visually stunning. She is Absolutely. a master at. And her. this is where I guess when they say that it's your drag as it pertains to the competition. And this is her right. drag. Right. And this was her drag. And I think in the judging, I mean, we'll talk about it, but in the judging, they say to her, it was spectacular. We just didn't know who you were mm, in okay. the world. Okay. Right. Let's talk about Saint, honey. Move over, Doja Cat. Saint? Moo. <laughs> you remember that song, Bitch, I'm a Cow? Yeah. Yes. That was a wild time. I don't say meow. That was I'm not great. a cat. I, when she came out, I was like, cow. oh my God, I just dressed up like a cow too. So has Lyrical Lucille female. Stoolington, honey. Yes. Lucille. We love black magic. Mm-hmm. I love this look. I love how like the the hip pad or like the hip placement yes. of those things. The udders were great. The mask was incredible. And how she blacked out the one eye where the spot was. Can yes. I ask a question? About Is it gonna be racist? No, the mask oh. application. Like, down by her chin, it felt like it was, like, coming off. And I just didn't understand why she didn't do makeup the whole way down. Like, because the makeup she did was so good. And then the mask had this, like, it looked like it was, like, lifting, like, the paper. I think it. it I think it was supposed to look like that. I, okay. I didn't think it was lifting. I thought it was just... Uh, I thought it was like a hard plastic mask that she had cut to that shape around her mouth. Got it. I just um, don't know anything about that stuff. So I, I don't curious. either. I don't wear that stuff. <laughs> when you're when you're wearing a mask, um, even if you've worn it before, um, unless you have the time to put it on, mark where it's going to land, and then do your makeup accordingly, you could just miss the hole by like an inch, and mm. then you'll have that. Uh, disconnect and then there's nothing you can do about it. Um, oh, so you think that it was lifted? I didn't notice that detail. Um, uh, oh, okay. I'm trying to find a, a photo of it here. Hold on. But let's move on. Let's Wait. move on to Jade. She comes out as a brain-eating alien hunter. Uh-huh. She's like a cowboy, but for aliens. And I I... I liked it. I loved the prop. The prop told me a story. It was like, I do this, I eat their brains, I lasso them up, I'm a wrangler, I am a cowboy of the aliens. Yeah. Concise. It was concise. It told a story. It was Did, safe. It, it, didn't, it didn't do anything groundbreaking for me. What would you have done differently if you were Jade to like up that or make it closer to the thing? Because they're not giving her notes. <laughs> well, it's tough because she checked every box. Yeah. But there's just something missing. I don't know. Heart. Uh, mm. Just like the excitement for it. I can just tell that this was an assignment to be completed. Um, and, uh, you know, I-, I see a different jade than the sanderson sister from two challenges ago i see somebody who is trying to have fun with it she knows she has to have fun with it to sell it but i don't think she fully enjoyed this challenge Mm. 
Well, now well, let's talk about, about someone people. who did enjoy this challenge, Dali. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Girl, you're like, put those two guns in my bus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, it, so intergalactic bounty hunter. This also to me had a little bit of like a Mad Max, like solo desert warrior type. Absolutely. Like, you know, flying from planet to planet and they're all desert planet. I mean, this was just like, it was so dope. It was so well done. It looked like it could be in a fucking blockbuster movie. Like it just looked really high yeah. quality and really cool. I loved it. Because it's only available on VHS in the 90s. Um, uh, uh, Oh, she brought the uh, shit. How? I I love Dolly's homage. She is my dumb dumb. uh, Me too. Me too. What did you hate about this, Abby? What did I hate? I love the whole (laughs) thing. Um, I just, you know, she's so fun and she just loves uh, distressing things. Oh, give okay. her some, give her, give her some baby pow- powder and a power sander, and she's happy. Um, she loves to make things look super old, and I really enjoy watching her work. So, um, yeah, that's my friend. Okay, and then right. also with the jack all out in the cactus look, did you clock? It was <sighs> to go rewatch. <laughs> it was in a jock strap. She it said, was a cactus with a a dingaling. Oh, oh. <laughs> she said, "Dingling, don't get too close to my spike." You know what I'm I, saying? I liked it, but I also don't know if in the weird wild west, if there's like a living cactus thing, alien form. I didn't quite. I, to me, it didn't fit the western thing. I feel like, I feel like their cactus was a little too, um, like friendly, and it needed to be more like Venus flytrap, like kill, killer cactus. Yeah. Uh, but I loved the idea because it felt like no one else was going to do that idea. It looked like a Power Ranger villain. Yes. And I liked it. I Wait, did we those. talk about Mary Cherry? I know we did. Well, we did earlier. So I, I mean, she was an alien brothel mother. But why did she have one eye? I don't know, because she wanted to be an alien with one eye. Was it a misstep? I would prefer her to take that yes. anglerfish headdress and bring that bitch for a second <laughs> time, bring that flashlight back out, and give her, be like, I don't have one eye, I got one spotlight. Just because, girl, the eye, I mean, I do not do makeup, but the eye, I'll never tell. It was... Yeah, when she said one eye, I was like, oh, Mary's going to do some sort of, like, at, like some sort of application or some latex covering Cyclops, of the eye yeah. Cyclops thing. And it was just, she just kind of drew on black. But she is starting to paint her body. So she is upping the game in other ways. It just felt like it didn't need the eye. No, it did not. That was the thing for me. Or maybe um, she should have done 50 eyes. So she can watch all her girls. You know what I mean? Oh my God, yeah! Just eyes everywhere. Like her whole head is eyes. I feel like that would have played a little better. Or she could have taken the hat off and it been like one giant. Eyes all over her head. Eyes all over her head. The anglerfish, one giant. (laughs) (laughs) Underneath her Mae West hat. She's like, the I've eyes, got my man. eyes on the you. Eyes have it. The, <laughs> <eyes>. <laughs> the eyes have it. Oh my God. Okay, so, so yeah, let's quickly talk about what the judges said to these people. Or do you have anything to say about Mary Abora? I think she's great. Oh my God. I think she's great. I think she's so great. Well, the judging starts. <laughs> Y'all are awful. We are not. I I said what I said. I don't like the eye, but I thought the costume looked very it nice. Is. I'm looking at it again right now on my screen. It is the the beading and it's the beaded, feather work. It's, it's really lovely. And she got shape. She's giving body. So the judges they start with their statement. We're not here to judge your drag. Drag is art, and art is subjective. What we are here to do is judging you on your drag as it relates to the competition and the challenges we put forth for you. All right. But this to me, is... mouthing everything he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is like I lived for this little moment when they were like, Jade, you're safe. Mary, you're safe. Jose, you're safe. But remain on the stage and listen Ooh. to us 
critique everyone because we know you are dying for feedback and critique, but we will not give it we to you. We are still not going to give it to you. <laughs> that was the gaggiest moment. Just critique moment. them. Just give them something. <laughs> Just say, Mary, the eye was a misstep. Jade, you don't look like you're having fun. Hosa. Mary, we what? didn't see eye to eye this time. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, All right. So let's go down the line because I think this was actually, and I said it earlier, it was clear that obviously Orville and Trixie are friends. They have a song together. They hang out. Both Orville and Trixie have like played at Boulay's parties before. Like these people know one another. And it was clear from the judging panel that they did like have a rapport. And... I also, I, I gotta say, I really do love that little pre-judging sibling chat that yes. the Boulets do because like Meatball, you were saying before, they really show their more authentic personality. And I feel like it, it's that when their character is stripped down a little that you see that they actually really care about the, the queens and mm-hmm. really care about the competition. And, you know, who knows about the longevity of those feelings, but at least in the moment, they are really looking for, you know, a nurturing experience for everyone involved in the show. History says they care about them for about two years, and then it's... <laughs> um, so Sigourney, Trixie says that she loves the look, but like we said earlier, they don't really know who this character is. Is she a mutant? Is she an alien? Yeah, I'd agree. Is it wrong of me to think it gave a little bit when bitch did the green oh, waitress? But yeah. I mean, it was heightened. It was that, but heightened because it was like alien, but in a uh like Earth job. Yeah, I feel like yeah. she was a Dallas cowboy, an elevated Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. The, the but first an thing alien. was a Dallas Cowboys look, which I thought was like. So are we saying that you exist in the world of Dallas Cowboys or what? Like, are we in the future or the past? Um, Saint, they think she's holding back. The moving on the runway wasn't there. I agree. Saint seemed scared on the runway this week. Yeah. You think she, something was going to fall off? Because we all know that walk when you've got a costume on that you think might break at any moment. <laughs> or you I don't got think a Warren does, but not... I do. <laughs> oh, no. I have a tons of times like really tried a, a really adventurous headpiece and just did not secure it enough. So I'm doing this like wobble walk where I'm like counter balancing and uh, balancing the teapots on my head. And uh, you can, t- you can tell, you can tell when someone's tiptoeing. Right. I mean, it's clear that St. ends up in the bottom because she didn't perform. She didn't do anything. She did like a slow walk. And then there's Zavaleta. Who the Girl. little one is obsessed with this character and performance, and the judges are like super into it. I, the performance was everything. Yeah, mm. Zavaleta was like in her bag this week. She was like, "I've given you emotional vulnerability in the boudoir. I've given you confidence in my design, and I'm giving you like full performance and like representation of my heritage." Like this was her moment. But also, yeah. uh, like. It sh- it feels like this episode should have been surrounding Zavaleta, but at the end of the day, I would call this Mary Cherry's episode. This is the like the the um the build of the Mary Cherry story arc. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it feels it feels as though she so might Dali, be leaving us soon. Um. Everyone wants to fuck Dolly. Trixie is like. Trixie oh, is horny. All this masculinity Uh-oh. you brought to the competition. I mean. Oh. <laughs> You could see it in her eyes. Her her mouth was watering. She was horny for Dolly, and so am I. Dolly? Don't you think? Can I get anybody a wet nap? Does anyone need, like, a (laughs) towel? (laughs) Um, Coco, they kind of drag. They said they want to see more range. She keeps doing the same thing. And then they do a super cut of the last three episodes, and she's walk. Oh, we lost Deborah. Let's just... I think her phone's dead, so let's just... No, really? Yeah, remember she said her phone was dying. Oh, I thought she, like, figured out a way to charge it. No, she can't charge it with the headphones then. Amora! Can you be sad that we lost our guest? I am sad. I'm more just like, do we wait? Do we just finish it and wait for her to come back on? Well, let's keep going, but you gotta do a bit about it. 
Oh no, we lost Abora. Abora, what are your Abora? 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 Okay, I think Abora's phone died. So, classic, classic Abby. You know what I mean? <sighs> classic, do- classic dolls. She <laughs> did say when this started, she thought that the recording was at eleven, 11 p.m. PM, which and is I was very like, us. who the fuck? <laughs> She's like, Who's I like, wasn't let's ready. Let's hop on a Zoom at 11, 11 p.m. Okay. Girl, too much. So, okay. Coco, they want to see more range. They, I, I think I said it already. They showed a super cut of her doing the exact same walk three times. Big titties, dress, walk. Trixie says the funniest saucy, thing. She's that saucy Santana song. Let me see you walk, 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 walk. What about the, yeah, Trixie? This is this is makes for a good guest judge right here. Yes, great guest judge. She says you want to be a pig bottom, not a pig in the bottom. Girl, smart, smart play on words. And then Betty, of course, the judges loved the performance. They said in their little sibling chat, "This is the Betty we wanted to see." And then I love that, like Trixie, probably. Or maybe not. Maybe Betty moved to Chicago after Trixie was no longer doing gigs in Milwaukee and Chicago. Oh, I but, forgot. Because I was like, maybe they know one another. But then, well, also, she used to get wigs from Betty, She used to right? get wigs from Betty. She knows Betty. Because I'm like, yes, you're doing the thing where you're meant to judge, be a judge. But I'm like, leave Betty alone. You don't have to bring up the one negative critique, which is like maybe do an applique instead of the paint. But I don't think she was wrong because when she Me came neither. out with that paint, I was just kind of like, yeah, you did that. But it it was very reminiscent of Bob as the robot on Drag Race. <laughs> but like she got dragged for it. But again, like I said, it is applications are hard. So that would be Girl. something that she would have had to have bought two of them, practiced with one before she got there yeah. and just prayed that it was going to go on smooth. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um. But I think um, she might actually know how to do applications because she put on that bald cap flawlessly, and she has a full head of hair. Oh, and remember, we talked about that last week, but she said the plan was for the bald cap to eventually come off, but it came off early when mm. Jade and her were performing. She tweeted about this. Jade was pretending to eat her out, and when Betty was like, you know, um, writhing in orgasmic pleasure, the wig fell off early, so she went with it. So when they talked about, oh, your wig falling off, they meant it happened untimely, not that it came off altogether, because obviously she was prepared for it to come off. Oh, okay, perfect. But let's talk about what we would have done for this challenge. Oh, I mean, my initial thought went like what Abora was saying. It went straight to Madam. But then I was like, how do you flip that? Like, how do you not do that? So I would have been like a sexy cowgirl. <laughs> Very innovative. Well, think about Wild Wild West, right? Will Smith. I'm just kidding. Think about the Wild <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a big motor spider. No, think about the Wild West. Like, okay, the things that come to my mind, I'll list a few. A player piano. <gasps> oh, you could have been like one of those guys. You know how they wear the arm garters and uh-huh. the bartender with the thing and the saloon door moment? Right. Imagine this. Okay, this is a very high concept look. But imagine being like an amorphous, like a come-to-life sci-fi player piano. And you think about, you know the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz when they like open up his torso and it's empty? What if you were to open up the torso and there was like, you know how player pianos work on a spinning wheel? What if there was like a spinning wheel inside your torso and you were playing your own like horror music and you had piano keys for fingers and teeth and you were like a horrified, come to life, murderous player piano? That's gore, South uh, Wild West, and sci fi, right? That's kind of a look. Yes, absolutely. I don't know how to do it, but I I think it would be cool. That would be expensive, but there are people that could make that. I think, I don't know, I probably would have gone the route of Sigourney, but, like, been dirtier and, like, half robot. Like, lower half of the jaw robotic. They love those lower jaw robots. Um, Okay, well, let's Ah! take our break. And we'll and see we'll if we can right find Abora. Where is Abora? She's in the she's in the Wild Wild West. Take it to oh, the I thought you were going to say the West. Wild Wild Waiting Room. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
We are back, and we found in the wild, weird west a wild abora. Get out of my swamp! I mean, (laughs) (laughs) the bitch is back. Okay, so our winner of the challenge is, of course, Zavaleta. And she wins a thousand dollars to Fright Rags. Do you know about Fright Rags? Yeah. I'm, I'm on their website right now. They have. Oh. <laughs> Do you have a have... feeling about them, Abora? Well, I just. What if you don't like t shirts? Yeah, it's t shirts of like old movies. So there's like a Bella Lugosi as Dracula movie oh, poster cool. on a t shirt. And there's Bride of Frankenstein socks and Invisible Man socks. A thousand dollars, though. Yeah. The shirts are, the shirts are $30 each. That's a lot of shirts. Not really. That's a bale of shirts. Socks are $12. Hoodies are $48. Seems like it'd be great to like, this is great for gifts. Great for Mm. gifts. Buy a bunch of of things to hand them out. We're all ooky spooky now. We love gifts. Not for me, Gorge, but for you, I think you'd love these mummy socks, Gorge. (laughs) (laughs) A perfect got Mick impression all of a sudden. (laughs) I love that Grange. Oh, we love God. the artist. Come on, Grange. Oh my God. Um, okay, so then Coco and Saint have to do the extermination challenge, but no one has been asked to leave the stage yet. After La Zavaleta gets, uh, you know, deemed the winner, they're like, but don't leave. And Coco and Saint are clearly in the bottom. And then the Boulets say, but they're not doing it. the extermination challenge alone. Everyone oh. has to do it. <gasps> now, how did you feel when you heard this? I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> but did I mean, they say what the challenge was before? No. Okay. I, I thought they were just going to do a repeat of the paintball challenge. But I was like, I did the too. Globe. They're at the globe. What are they going to do? Go to the alley and like shoot. Well, um, I also thought like, oh, Wild West, maybe branding. Maybe they'll do the tattoo challenge again. Ooh, I thought they were just going to line dance. That they could have like set the them work. up for like a scarring thing. Be like, you have to get like a scar of something like uh, a medical scar. Like it's like ooh. tattooing, but a little bit heavier duty. But anyway, they instead decide that they'll ride a, they're going to do an old Texas bar favorite game. A mechanical bull. But they call it the hell bull. Hell yeah. It was it was bucking so slow they had to put it in fast forward. So back <laughs> at the cauldron, Betty doesn't know if she was in the top or bottom. Mary is sick of being safe. Jade wants feedback from the judges, but they won't give it to her. And then Mary and Zava get into yet another fight. And then Jade is literally in the middle of it. And again, none of it makes sense. Yeah, the editing makes this very unclear, and um, a lot of things that happen drama-wise do not get filmed, so we don't know if these people have had private conversations where... Well, Mary even says it. She goes, we're going to have a conversation when we get get back back to to the the house. house. Girl, what I think is crazy is if you you go to the beginning (laughs) of the episode, Zava jumps on Mary's back when they do the little ride him up in the boudoir. And also when Mary p- steps aside to make her own little story, she has a heart to heart with Zavaleta. Mm-hmm. So clearly at the beginning, they were at least getting along or on one another's side. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't understand if Mary is supposed to be the villain, our fan favorite or the comedic relief or someone that we hate. Like there's no, I can't yeah, tell no because they keep ground. editing her in such weird ways. But I love that fight because to me, this is what um, this is what we have grown to love to see in a decade of watching drag on TV is queens with drinks, quipping back and forth. Someone's in the middle making jokes. You don't know what's going on, but they're saying things like, uh, me, I'm just being nice to you. Oh, no, you're being a bitch. Oh, I'm being a bitch? Like, and you don't know what's going on. But they really deliver that for us, which I appreciate. And they just keep going back and forth back and forth and you think it's over and then jade says something and she's like enough with your jokes and jade is like oh so now 
I'm in the middle of it. And then they uh, mention Betty's name, and Betty's like, oh, what are you saying about me? And Mary's like, about me. nothing. And it's just like, no, say what's happening. It was just like everyone just being like, you mad, you mad, you mad. So I don't even know who started that fight. Girl. Well, it really is like one of those Old West brawls that breaks out in a saloon where it's yeah. like a guy punches at a guy, and the guy ducks and punches another guy, and he's like, you son of a bitch, and then he shoots that guy, but he ducks and it shoots another guy, and then the piano guy gets killed, and it's like, <laughs> completely no that's exactly what's happening okay um, so and then-, then the final like sort of moment in the cauldron is that i didn't really realize it until this moment but saint and coco are in the bottom and they're friends and they represent you know two of the black queens on the show and one of them is going home well in so- their minds the only two black queens Correct. Well, we'll get there. Uh, but Saint gets really emotional and is like, "Who, whichever one of us stays has to fight like hell to be in the top three because it's important that people see us represented on the show. Mm-hmm. And she's having this like really heartfelt moment with someone. They both talk about how they're inspired by one another. And she's like, we have to be visible on the show. And Mary pipes up and says, oh, don't forget about me. <laughs> and then Coco... <laughs> Collapse back so quickly. Mary, how could how we? Could we? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, they are making good TV over here on season four. They are. This is great. I mean, the drama is great. So the extermination challenge is riding the mechanical hell bull. It, honestly, I've ridden the mechanical bull. It's fun. It is so fun. Um, they do say that it's um. The challenge is whoever of the bottom two hangs on the longest. But the, they we didn't say that get... explicitly. But but then there's no like so if, no... so like in let's say in Fear Factor when there's a challenge of timing, you have a side by side screen and there's a clock so you can see. Yeah, this there isn't that. It's just kind of like whoever the bull mechanical bull rider like gave them an easier time. For the ride and then bucked them off. Also, no matter how long they stay on, the way that they chopped it up going back and forth between people, we have no idea how much time has been cut out of the middle. So they could have stayed on longer. And as long as they show them falling off first, we have our brains are like yeah. supposed to think that they fell off first. So right. Um, do you think Mary Cherry's time started when she was on it, climbing up it, or because she definitely had m- the most screen time for this? Girl, and then, there's, <laughs> then there's also that where it's like there's no standardized way to get on it. So she's like side saddle, but like kind of falling off of it already. Like, girl, like, she's just she's she threw her body on top of it. They started jiggling. <laughs> She knew what she was doing. She was good. She was. She, she was, was giving good, good TV. Giving and there's good also TV. such a huge difference between the girls who were like having a fun time, like Dolly and Sigourney. Well, they had and no the, pressure. Yeah, I know, but like it was more yeah. fun to watch them have fun. I wanted to. I wish there would have been more of that. Also, I think you're only supposed to hang on with one hand. Coco ends up being exterminated. Sad. It's it's sad. Sad. She was one of my faves from the get-go. I was saying day one, I was like, this, she's gonna um she's gonna go all the way. Do you think she opted out of filming the extermination challenge scene, or they were like, We're gonna cook you, so we're just gonna make a body mold of you and can we have your mask? They t- they typically try to, if they can avoid including somebody in a in a murder scene, they will. Like, um, like, I thought that uh, was like the whole part of it, though. Was that, that like you when you get exterminated, you get to film a death scene? You get your own horror film ending. Huh. I I I would have to ask her about that because, um, yeah, yeah, that's like your last grand moment, right? So yeah, right, and then because even if even if like they could have had her like skipping along in the like you know nighttime in the little downtown western, and then they could have cornered her, and they could have said something like "Here, piggy, piggy," and then there could have been like a knife, and then like a, a jump cut to like her body on the spit roast, right? Like they could have told that story. So it makes me think she maybe opted out. But this is my <sighs> question. Oh, do you think that that's why their takes and the dialogue it was so stilted and so Stop. long in between? Don't 
okay. that. Please don't do that. This is my <laughs> this is my question. To fill time. When they're okay. eating, it looks like they're trying to feed Israel raw meat, but then she's cooked. Mama, she baked. No, she's cooked. She's fully cooked. And they're okay. like, eat this raw meat. I'm like, okay, was there two deaths? Were they just yeah. so hungry they didn't let it cook all the way through? Yeah, and all the townspeople are dead. So are they eating the townspeople or... This one was real loose, open-ended. But, you know, a lot of people find that charming, which I find incredible. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, a, lot of, a lot of more questions than answers this time. Well, maybe we'll find out next week. Girl, these monsters keep dropping like flies. Well, yeah, one has to go home every week. It's crazy. What, do you think there'll home? ever be a double elimination? Do you think that like two girls will do so poorly, but they'll just be like, send them both home? They do what they want. They did a double elimination that first season, lest you forget. Who? Lawrence and Zochi. I don't even... Who are you a fan of the show? Yeah, I love the show. I watched <laughs> every gotta, single episode. We I've made been, it to the I end. Was, I was on the. I am a fan of the show. <laughs> you were on the show. I think, when? if memory serves me correctly, um, I have doubts. I w- I made it technically to top four, if that's what we're gonna call it. So a lovely, is, thir- f- lovely, a lovely third, third alternate. alternate. <laughs> this is but a something that they did for our season that they didn't do for any other season is they had a fan favorite award and I they gave me a thousand dollars for being the fan favorite. What? Did yeah. you spend it at? Um, they took it out. They Fright took Rags. me and Vander out to lunch, <laughs> and they said congratulations, Vander. And then they handed me a check for a thousand dollars, and then I paid for my lunch. Um. <laughs> All right, let's end the fucking show, goddammit. Goodbye, fuck. And that arugula salad was the best arugula salad in Silver Lake history. Atwater Village. Goodbye, Fugly. <laughs> Abora, it was so awful, awful to, to see you, you here. Where can people oh, follow you. you on the internet for all of their bird nose spookiness? Oops. If you liked today's program and would like to follow me, my Instagram is at Abora underscore rules. That's Abora underscore rules. Oh, didn't it used to be Abora sucks? Yes, but now I'm taking my mental health seriously. You better work, bitch. We love that journey for you. Yeah, yeah. Love that journey for you, George. All right. Well, Sigourney. it was so. Sigourney. We love that journey for you, Gorgeous. <laughs> um, we are. Uh, listen, keep watching Shutter.com. Watch these episodes. We're going to be back next week talking about episode four on Spooky <laughs> Seconds. And this Tuesday's episode, it's just going to be me and Meatball because we've got we so have many two things months to of things up. that we have to catch we up. We haven't on. even talked about Carrot Top yet. You no, we have not even done that. And that photo is so far down on my feed now well time to die more sing more. us out do it do it things without you be much better you don't care about god you just care about, you just money. Care about money you don't, you don't care, care about, about love you just care about money die 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 all right, well, goodbye, Abora. Thanks for Thank joining you for us. Me. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Bye. Well, bye. We'll talk to you I later. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to go. Okay. You gotta bye. Go, people. <laughs> do do forever. Dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.